1: Welcome to Roto-Grinders Today. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. BlenderEd, Blender HD. You're going to follow me on Twitter. And it's Monday, January 8th. And typically on Mondays, because of the alliteration, we'd have Mondays with McCool. Bring on James McCool. He's supposed to be here. I don't know. Someone check on him. Someone go to Clarksville. Maybe he's dead. I don't know. He retweeted the tweet. He's supposed to join us. Maybe he will at some point in the show. But until then, you just got me. Are you, are you upset now? Are you disappointed? You just got me today. Uh, but uh, we'll recap yesterday's uh, the last regular season slate in NFL. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the notification bell to always know when we go live. Hit the like button. Hit everything. Hit the subscribe button. Hit theoryofdfs.com up. It's the, the course that me and uh, James has uh, have done. Right? How to think like a professional DFS player. You got the 15-hour audio... DFS Fundamentals Masterclass, as well as Theory DFS for Advanced Players, additional 10 chapters with custom Excel tools. You can pick both up at theoryofdfs.com. Good morning to Suki Singh in the chat. Feel free to post your chats, post your comments, post whatever you'd want. Cobra Kai is back, said, yesterday in cash, I played Connor, Gainwell, Tyrod, Metcalf, Olave, Slayton, Kraft, Jefferson, Jets, D. Score was one fifty five point one eight. Enjoy my eight dollars blender. Yesterday was the first time I tried cash. I got destroyed. I yeah. Well, look at your lineup. Look at your, look at your lineup. The cash lineup yesterday. Obviously, obviously, if if you if you did not follow along with Pete Overzet as the cash game king, if you didn't, you. I mean, really, there was there was like one lineup. maybe a two v two off. Right. Cash is not complicated. Okay. If you're spending more than 90 seconds on your cash lineup, you're doing it wrong. Right. Especially if you're playing head to heads. Right. You're just playing the highest, basically one of, if not the highest median optimal projected lineups. And on Roto Grinders, on the Blitz, like if you literally, if you literally, if you went to lineup HQ with the Roto Grinders projections, and you just press the optimal button, right? Just whatever's there. What's the highest medium projected lineup? It, it was a certain lineup. If you went to the blitz, it was it was the same, like everywhere. It was the same lineup. It was the same lineup number. One. It was the one that's I'm showing right on the screen that I used. Of course, in double in double-ups, there were a lot of hefty chops, hefty chops in double-ups. Because, you know, it was this lineup was duplicated a ton of times. But you play enough head-to-heads, and people make mistakes, and you take advantage of it. So, I mean, take a look at the ownership here. You can tell. right? If you didn't play anything close to this lineup, then I don't know what you're doing. You did, ca- cash is about projection. right? We talk about the three levers of DFS, projection, correlation, and leverage. The only thing that really matters in, in, in double-ups and head-to-heads is projection. So you play one one of, if not the highest, mean projected optimals. You're you're just gonna beat people that make mistakes off of it. Assuming that you have reasonably accurate projections. So we see here, like Mullins, right? If you like if you didn't play a lineup that was Mullins, Lamb, Jefferson, right? You played Zamir White, Chargers D like if you played the Bengals defense, I guess that's fine. I mean, really, the, the only two lineups I even possibly considered was this lineup or switching out Munt with Noah Gray, switching out Olave with DJ Moore, and switching out the Chargers with the Bengals defense. Other than that, everything, everything was down the board. And I didn't even want, truthfully, I wasn't high on these cheap, these, these cheap running backs, Mason and Strong. I wasn't out because it's week 18 and people think they know, but they don't. No one knows. Right? Pierre Strong, was he going to be the lead back? I mean, you had Ford and Hunt there. Well, why play them? Like, you don't know. Look look at what Dan Campbell did yesterday. He's playing all the starters the whole game. Who cares? Laporta gets hurt. Khalif Raymond gets hurt. The Eagles are playing their starters. I mean, like, you don't know how these people think. So, yeah, it turns out Pierre Strong actually got a bulk of the work. But, I mean, the Cleveland had, like, a very low implied team total. Right, so I, I wasn't I wasn't thrilled about playing Pierre Strong or Jordan Mason. I was actually in GPP. I played twelve GPP lineups. I played Jordan Mason in four and Strong in zero. Right, I was playing more of the six K running backs. But in cash games, I don't care. Right, I don't care that Jordan Mason has a has a snowflake. He's he's sixty six percent on. I just need to beat half the field. That's it. Right? It's not that big of a deal. Can I jam in everyone else? Yeah, good. Then give it to me. Done. You don't have to worry about this stuff. Take a look at the ownership. Cobra Kai is back. I guarantee you, like Gain, like Gainwell and Metcalf and Slayton and Kraft and the Jets D. Like if you saw the ownership and double ups, like single digit, I mean just screwed up. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. If you you open up your double up. You're playing a large double up, one of the giant sized, mega sized, whatever they call them, and you and you it locks, and you see that your ownership on one of your players is like two point seven percent. That means you screwed up. Okay, my lowest owned player in this double, this fifty dollar double up, was thirty eight percent off. right? Because this is the easy. I mean, if you aggregated projections, this was the lineup, the lineup. If you couldn't come anywhere closer. You have no business playing cash games. If you're, play, if you're playing cash games in pretty much any sport, if you're spending more than 90 seconds on your lineup, you're doing something wrong. This is all this is all math. I mean, the whole thing is all math. Even GPPs, but at least there's more variables in GPPs. You have to actually consider what your opponents are playing, and then leverage and correlation. Now, here that doesn't help you coming in first to in double up, and coming in 218th and double up doesn't matter. You're paid the same amount. Right, and a head-to-head, it doesn't matter. Do you? Oh, I beat the I beat my opponent by eighty points. You don't get paid anymore. Your goal is to beat your opponent by half a point. That's it. That's it. Same thing. Doesn't matter. Then we take a look at GPPs, and Grant C- Brown has the exact question that I had when <laughs> the exact question I had when the when the late game's locked. Where did you James Brown? Where did the James Conner ownership come from? I have no idea. Uh, I don't. I think a lot of it came from the lack of ownership on the cheap running backs. I think I saw on Twitter people like, oh, touts or whatever, some podcast promoted them or whatever because it felt like James Conner was projected badly. He was in that six k range. He was in I like we had here at Roto Grinders we in that range. We had Zamir White projected better from a, from a salary-adjusted value standpoint. Zamir White, Aaron Jones, and Kenny Walker. And Tony Pollard projected better. And then James Conner. But not that far, but James Conner wasn't that far behind. It was in that bucket. Like, if you were going to play a 6K running back, right, you had those four guys. Connor, Jones, White, Walker, and Pollard. The thing is, is that Look at Pierre Strong and Jordan Mason's ownership, 14%, 13%. This is the million, this is the millimaker. Most places projected this ownership to be double this, right? Double the Pierre Strong, double Jordan Mason. Some ownership projections had Pierre Strong at like 35% owned. Jordan Mason at 28% owned. They didn't come anywhere close to that. So being that many people were finding a way to get CeeDee Lamb and, or Justin Jefferson and or DJ Moore. All right, look Mike Evans was even like like 13% owned. DK Metcalf was 12% owned. Olave was 12, and not many cheap many people didn't build with a cheap wide receiver. we see, you know, that the recency bias with Darius Slayton, of course he got there. 17 for fourteen, four thousand is pretty good. But in order to get one of these these like 9k, 8500 CD Lamb or Justin Jefferson you couldn't pay up really anywhere else. So you had to play multiple of these 6K running backs. So that just represents so many more lineups. Or people would only play one out of the two 4K running backs. So they're taking Pierre Strong and two 6K running backs. Jordan Mason and two 6K running backs. That's I mean, the, that's very similar lineups to what I was building. I was building a lot of lineups with three of these 6K running backs, right? out of my 12 lineups, I had like four or five with white four or five with Aaron Jones, four or five with Connor four or five with Tony Pollard. I think one or two with Kenny Walker, one or two with Rashad white, with who was a little bit more expensive at 7,600. So I think that was the reason I don't think it had any, I maybe, maybe there's some public podcast. I mean, I listen to content. I mean, for the most part, I, I, keep aware of what people are talking about. I didn't hear any outsized James Connor, you know, oh my God, he's good. He's the best play on the slate type of thing. He was fine. He was fine. He was in that. I I preferred Aaron Jones. I preferred Zamir White. But I mean, I still, I played James Conner. I played James Conner thinking that he was going to be like 12, 15% owned. Something like that. I thought all I thought Zamir White would be the out the one. Zamir White, Aaron Jones, like they would be chosen before James Conner. But if you saw the past three weeks, James Conner's been getting twenty plus touches, no problem. And people, you know, take a look at the millie people. People, people look at their game logs, right? We t- we take a- we take a look at you know Jawan Johnson is n- almost ten percent owned. Game log watchers, Tucker Kraft. owned. Like a lot of these guys. Just game log watching. Right? We take a look at wide receiver. Like, obviously, the Darius Slayton ownership. Which, of course, bumped up the Tyrod Taylor ownership. That's all the recency bias. Right? 6% for Tyrod Taylor. You get a lot of that. Right? We scroll down a bit. Right? Wandale was 7%. Scroll down a bunch. Not many people played the cheap receivers. I mean, take a look like Ronnie Bell, 3,200. Josh Reynolds, 3,300. 4%, 4%. Richie James, 3.8%. DJ Shark, I guess, 4.7%. There was Zay Jones, 6%. Like, typically, week, week 18 is where, you know, oh, backup guy, whatever. I mean, we saw David, what, David Bell? For the Browns, he scored two touchdowns. We saw uh, uh, Yoshi, Yosivas, Ios- or however you pronounce his name. For the Bengals, he scored two touchdowns. I mean, he was barely with nothing. These guys are nothing owned. Bo Melton was more owned. I I, I never even heard of this guy. Why is Bo Melton three percent owned? I know the Melton. I know Melton from the NBA. I don't know Bo Melton. Well, they say, do you know Bo? Whatever, the Bo Jackson thing from long from the 80s? Bo Bo knows football. Well, apparently Bo does know football. Bo Melton knows football. But typically we see a lot more of these, you know, the cheap, 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 cheap guys. Karis Conley was 1% owned. Cedric Tillman was 1% owned. Justin Ross, not even 1% owned. Like guys that are just going to come in because the starters are sitting. Type of people. Right. We scroll down here. I mean, you barely, you barely saw any of these. Michael Hardman was like 0.2% owned, Right. ESC was here. 0.2%. 0.2% owned. Because Watkins had himself a game of that because everyone was injured for the Eagles, Right. So I think that that was the byproduct that the only way you could make those builds is that you couldn't, you, you needed these six K running backs and just a lot more of those types of lineups, and then it just so happens that James Connor ends up coming at a thirty percent own and scores, scores the most points at running back. But I mean, if you t- look, t- take a look at these running back scores. I mean, I played B. John Robinson in my 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 best lineups in GPP were uh, the Saints, but of course I didn't have At Perry. Right, I had Chris Olave and Rashid Shaheed, And then B. John Robinson was the, the run back on the other side. So Carr, Shahid, Olave, Robinson. I mean, you don't even need some of these I mean, look, I mean, look at all the guys that, that were under 5% owned or so that scored well. Retage Spears, Javante Williams. Right. Rashad White didn't make it. Walker didn't make it. And of course the cheap, the cheap running backs, strong and Mason. I just couldn't. I'd, week 18 is the type of thing where people will say that they know and they don't. Not because, not because they're stupid. Not because they're can, they're making conjectures on motivation and on coaching tendencies. And sometimes they'll be right. And sometimes they'll be wrong, but the field, Tends to over be overconfident, overconf. Oh, the the. I know Dan Dan Campbell said he's he's not gonna he's gonna play a start. So he'll, he'll do that for a half. Like no, he, he played he played a
0: start. He just did it. He just, he just did it.
1: Oh no, they're definitely not gonna run Jerome Ford. It's, it's a meaningless game. Well, they did. Elijah Mitchell pretty much was the lead back for the for the. 49ers. If You played Jordan Mason. You played. You played essentially the thirty percent timeshare backup running back for the 49ers. The thing is, is that with Jordan Mason, I was I played obviously four out of my twelve lineups, I played Jordan Mason, and I played no Pierre Strong. And the main reason I did that is because at least Jordan Mason was playing for a good team, like the 49ers had a had a twenty one twenty two implied team total. And then if Jordan Mason was going to be the lead back, it's a team that's going to be that it's projected at least to support a bunch of touchdowns. The Browns had like barely a 14 and a half implied team total. So how much ceiling, right? If Pierre strong came out and scored 12 points. I mean, I mean, he didn't, okay. Let's say he scored 12 points. Uh, that's fadable. But at 4,600, Jordan Mason could have scored two touchdowns with 100 yards if he was the lead back. Him scoring 25, I don't think he could find at 4,600. I think he had more paths to a ceiling score than Pierre Strong did. That's the only reason. But otherwise, I was playing more than, I was playing more balance builds. I, I mean, in my GPP lineups, I played Justin Jefferson in only one lineup, and it was a Nick Mullins lineup. I wasn't going to play Jefferson as a, as a one-off with Mullins. We see here in the Millie Maker, Mullins was the highest on quarterback at 14%, 15%. Not outsized. A lot of people play Justin Fields. I didn't. Dak Prescott. Like, I played CeeDee Lamb in a Dak Prescott lineup, and I think I played CeeDee Lamb as a one-off in some other lineup. I didn't mind the CeeDee Lamb as a one-off because I didn't think Prescott was going to be his own, but it turns out he was. So going back, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done that either. Although Prescott was 8K, so that's a little different. CeeDee Lamb could put up a major score and back Prescott from a salary-adjusted perspective. At 8,000, may not get there. But Nick Mullins, if Jeff Jefferson did well, 5,100 Nick Mullins probably gets there. And that's literally what happened. I was playing more of the Jordan Love, Geno Smith. I mean, pretty much all of this, this, this middle range, Right. I played twelve lineups. I played one Mellon's lineup, one Fields lineup. I did play a Fields lineup, one Prescott lineup, one Love lineup, one Geno Smith lineup, one Kyler Murray lineup, one Jalen Hurts lineup, two Derek Carr lineups, and two Trevor Lawrence lineups. Right, and that and that's it. Right, and oh, well, I played an East. I played an Eastern Stick lineup. That was that was a garbage lineup. But I I, I called it right. The Carr and the Lawrence stuff was. Much lower owned, right? Car car was easy, but especially with Kamara out. Okay, less targets to go around. Give me give me some receivers. Give me Bijan on the run back, and then the Jaguars, right? You just put once Kirk is gone, you just do Lawrence Ridley Engram, and then Lawrence J Jones Engram, and you, you're fine. You fill up a tight end spot. Do something like then you play DeAndre Hopkins on the other side. And there you go, done. You're done. Easy. So I cashed some of my GPP lineups, and I pretty much broke even yesterday. Especially since you know a lot, a lot of my double ups, even though I played more head to heads. Well, I mean maybe maybe I actually made money. I'm going to get the the rake back. I I I I played probably 60, 70 head to heads. I would say half of them were ties, half of them. So I'll be, I'll be getting that rake. Right, that'll come back to me. So maybe I did make money. Cobra Kai asks, "Will you miss Arthur Smith?" No, I will not miss Arthur Smith. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith is out. Right here's the Wildcat, by the way. You get all of this at uh, at Results DB here at RotoGrinders. RotoGrinders.com/slash/resultsdb. This is free. You know, you don't even you don't even even a RotoGrinders membership or subscription or nothing. You could see. You could go, and you could you could also sort, compare exposures to other you know other sharp players, right? Right. This is the millie. I mean, I could type in someone like you know like Chipotle Attic, right? The Burrito Brothers, right? Chipotle Attic. I could see. I could see what the field did. What he did. Papa Gates, right? I put Papa Gates. I could put in Ricky D. I can put in anyone I want, right? Put in Osimo. Oh, maybe he didn't he didn't play. He didn't play the, the Millie. I don't think so. But you can put in a bunch of people, right? Brick 75. Right? You can take a look. See, Brick Br- oh, Brian didn't play any. Zero. Zero James Connor. Chipotle had it, played 41%, James Connor. Also, looks like uh Brian didn't play 150 lineups. It looks like he played maybe 20 lineups, right? Look at Darius Slayton, like bear, like none, none of these guys. Ricky D zero. Darius Slayton zero. Nick Mullins also. But Ricky D does does high risk portfolios, right? Ricky D is the type that you know, if he sees an angle, he doubles and triples down on it in both directions. But you can do this in results. DB, feel free to go. Take a look at different contests. We have well, you know, the the some of the single entry stuff, the Wildcat, the game changer, the play action, the Minimax. We typically add some more as they they upload it. So you could do that at Results DB. Rotogrinders.com slash results db slash NFL. And we have this for all the sports. So the NBA slate tonight, you know, you could look it up the next day. Look up the leaderboard and the duplicates and stack seekers, game stacks, team stacks. You compare your exposures and you filter by anything you want. You could save these people, and you could look, you could look at the same people, you know. Every every slate. So we got all that for you. That's free. It's free. Can't argue with free. But you know what else is free? The Atlanta Falcons. And the Washington Commanders. You saw Ron Rivera got got fired also that was that was expected right but Arthur Smith ding dong the witch is dead maybe they could bring maybe maybe they could bring in someone that uh, the, I mean obviously I care more about my fantasy teams than the, the Falcons maybe they'll bring in someone that actually uses the talent that they've drafted because on paper if you take a look there's no reason why the Falcons should be as bad as they are with Bijan and Pitts and London. Get a competent quarterback. I mean, come on. And you saw what happened at the end of the game? You know, With uh, Arthur Smith, the, the with him being angry that they got the touchdown at the end with Jamal Williams. I mean, to me, some people call that Bush League stuff. I don't. Right, the that last, because they could have just kneeled on the ball. But Jamal Williams hasn't had a touchdown the entire year. They wanted, to get, they wanted to get Jamal Williams a touchdown. Right. Right on the goal line right there. They did 48-17. Arthur Smith, you know, after after the game. Like that's that, that was BS. You know, you're running, you're running up the score. Like you guys are you guys are professionals. You, you this is this isn't this isn't youth. This isn't youth football. It's this was 12-year-olds. I would agree with you. Right? I used to I used to umpire little league baseball, right? And anywhere down to like nine year olds, even though those games are those games are the hardest to umpire. Just anything happens in those games. But as low as nine, as high as you know, college level. I can understand nine, ten year olds that you know you don't run up the score. Right? When it when it when a team when a team is up, it, it's uh you know, they play six inning games the team it's 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 sixteen to two in the top of the sixth inning right with the the visiting team the winning like you're not steal you're not stealing bases right right you're not you're not you're not going you're not trying to extend extend the single to third right you it, it's it's you don't do you don't i mean you can but in in youth sports yes i i think i think that's in in poor taste in youth sports, this is professionals. Get out of here, I'm BS. Put out a defense, stop me. Well, I don't think they, I, I don't, there shouldn't be any unwritten rules like that in professional sports, right? Especially like in baseball with, oh, they flipped the bat the wrong way, you know, trying to show me up. It's like you, you guys have played, paid millions of dollars. Shut your mouth, Okay. Normally, I'm on the side of the players, right? When it comes to players versus owners, I'm always on the side of the players. Always be on the side of workers. But when it's workers versus workers, get out of here. They're all professionals. Get a life. Come on. Michael Townsend makes the point. I think it's the fact that they lined up in victory formation like they were going to take a knee and then ran it. If you're going to run it, then run it. Don't pretend you're going to do something else. Well, Oh, don't. don't. Then we should get rid of play action. Play action passes is. I mean, dude, that's that's a little right. Play action, I mean they, they fake a handoff and then they throw the ball. I one teams fake punt. Is there something wrong with that also? Right? Is that is they shouldn't fake they fake punt it. Oh, oh, Bush League stuff. If if you're gonna throw the ball, throw the ball. If you're gonna run the ball, run the ball. Of course, some people made the claim, I know it could be Travis and Chad is that they went rogue. That so the coach called a kneel down play and that the, the entire offense just said screw that. Is, is there a confirmation of that? I I have seen people say that. But I I've, I've not seen an actual quote from the coach that says that. Says that. I think people are have speculated that. But has anyone seen an actual quote of that? And does it matter? Does it really matter? Boo-hoo-hoo, Arthur Smith, ooh. Oh, Winston said it himself. Yeah, because that's what it's typical. That sounds like Jameis Winston, right? That's why we love Jameis Winston in in, uh, in, in fantasy, right? You know, he, he gives no shits, right? He chucks the ball. No one cares. Grant Brown says the post-game press conference about the play. The coach hinted it. Okay, hinted. They hinted. Who cares? Why is this a thing? Why is it a thing?
0: I think they can run, run up the score as much as you want. I don't care.
1: You're professionals. You're paid professionals. In a game that, that is being played for entertainment purposes. For everyone else to watch. If you don't want if you don't want them to run up the store, then play then put out put, defend against it. Who cares? Right, Grant Brown says, well, Jamal Williams is liked by most other players. That's the reason. Because he had so many touchdowns last year and he didn't have a single touchdown this entire year. Jamal Williams is very well liked by the by the by the Saints. So they'd like to the, give the give the guy a touchdown. Why the hell not? The only people upset are the Atlanta coaches who aren't there anymore. So they're gone. Who cares? Who cares? They're gone. No one cares. Cobra Kai asked if I will play NFL during the playoffs. Probably not. Can I play some slates? I I probably will play the Super Bowl showdown. I guess maybe some of the show. I don't don't know. It It really depends on what's going on. Maybe on Sunday. On Saturday, typically I'm doing soccer an MMA, but Sundays, Sunday is going to be a little bit freer, freer to do it. I mean, I may go out and play poker. I mean, I mean, that may be the type of thing where it isn't worth it to me or just have props in. I mean, I also understand last year, 2023, like 85% of my volume was in props. Only 15% or so was in DFS. Props are easy. Right, props. you bang them in early and you're done. You're done. You don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to do anything. There's no swapping. There's no lineups. There's no nothing. The bets in, you're done. That's it. Maybe doing some of that, right? Using our projections. That's the whole point. Used our statistical projections here, right? Right. You can go to rotogrinders.com. If you sign up for a premium membership, you get our statistical projections in all these sports right? MLB, come back, you'll get that also. We have a props and pick them package. So let's say you're done. Let's say you normally just play DFS for NFL. You're done. You like the playoffs and whatever. We do have playoff content, obviously. We do a playoff projections. We do all of that. Let's say you're done with NFL. Oh, I don't, I'm not going to play NBA, DFS, uh, NHL, DFS, MLB, whatever. You may not be back for DFS purposes until September, till NFL starts up again well you could always bet on props and pickem i mean that we cover all the sports for that and we have all the statistical projections right and you could just you could just have that so if you don't want to pay for an entire combo premium package where you get everything i mean our props and pickem package is like you know 20 30% of the cost and you get all of our expert picks but more importantly you get the pickem tool and the props tool The pick-em tool, if I bring that up, right? You'll see the time. Always check timestamps. See last update tabs. And all all of these, if you do an underdog prize picks, pick six. Last updated, 11, 11, 12. Right. I I could go to like, you know, prize picks NHL. And it will show me the win percentages based on our current Projections of all the, you know, the Owen Tippett, less than three and a half shots or whatever. Underdog NHL, right? Travis Konechny, less than three and a half is a 58% point, 58.7%. You could, and this is where you go on prize picks or underdog, and you could use this based on our statistical projections. Same thing for the prop model, right? Go to NHL today, right? The props, there you go. Shows you the edge percentage, win percentages, edge percentages based on, you know, these are all on DraftKings. So if you want to take Carson Susie under one and a half blocks, we have the edge, 12% edge. Thomas Harley under one and a half blocks, 11% edge. I mean, if you, you could just do this, right? We also have an extension, right? For all the pick'em sites and everything, they so could have it overlaid. All of our statistical projections would be overlaid you get that as part of our prop and pick them package, right? If you're a combo premium member, you'll get all of the statistical projections. You can just download it. I mean, I could go to, you know, for the NHL, right? Combo premium, you know, you get everything. So, I mean, here you go. DFS level projections, stat level projections updated seven seconds ago. You get all of this. Goals, assists, shots on goal, blocks, all this, all this stuff. You could, you could just download this into downloads as a CSV, use it whatever the hell the way you want. Right, then you price all of these things to the boy. You know, goal scoring odds, stuff that isn't really you know part of. You know, you you, you got some bonus for something or whatever, You, you could use this all. And these get updated. Always check the timestamp. Right, updated all the time. Basketball projections, everything. But if you if you if you're not someone that's betting on a million different things, then the props and picking package is probably good for you. We go right now i mean i mean it's it's as simple as this i mean i will literally do it All right so where's the where where are where, where we going nhl projections prop model where's the pick em tool like i'm gonna go to N- nhl Bill, because that not much is gonna change in nhl right we're gonna pick tool for nhl let's go to prize picks Right, so if I wanted to take a prize picks today, D, D prize picks, got NBA. I mean, I don't know who's in and out for NBA, so we could take some. We could take here, NBA, points and rebounds, Miles Bridges, less than 31 and a half. So here, I'm going go to go to here, Miles Bridges. Points and rebounds, is that what we're taking? Points and rebounds, less than 31 and a half. Okay, there's one. The next one. Giannis less than one and a half steals. Okay. This is according to according to our projections that are currently right now. Under one and a half steals for Giannis. Got Kuzma. Less than nine and a half rebounds and assists. Kuzma. 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 Plus the nine and a half rebounds and assists. Right. So we got one, two, three. Right. Gafford more than nine and a half points. And Shiga SGA over, over six and a half assists. Those are the top ones on the board as of right now. So Gafford more than nine and a half points. Right. I'm just putting together a card. based on our projections over nine and a half points and SGA Gilgis Alexander SGA more than six and a half assists, right? There you go. There's my little five pick, right? $30 done, right? There you go. I mean, we could add a sixth one even, but no, they're, they're done. See, my own money done. You could do you could do the very same thing. Literally the same thing. You go, okay, you're just showing it as an example. You don't really do. Yeah, this is literally what I do. Right? You could download all of our NBA projections and do whatever the hell you want with them. On the sports books, I'll probably take a whole bunch more of these, right? But for Pick'em, for prize picks, underdog, that type of stuff here. There you go. It's in a table. You don't have to. You don't even have to go here and go. Well, I'm going to compare this to this. No, just no, here's a table. There's all that's what currently is up. And here, show you the win percentages. Right, right. Typically, if you're taking a five, if you're taking a five or a six pick, you want uh, win percentages of 55 over 55 percent. So anything, anything from Nick Richards up, and you're good. There you go. Done. Based on our, based on obviously based on our projections here at Roto Grinders. So this is in the this is in the props and pick package that you could you could you could purchase separately on Roto Grinders if you don't want anything else. But if you're a combo premium member, you get you get you get all of this. Combo premium, you get all you get you get everything. Right. You want to sign up for combo premium, you get all the sports, all ever You get everything everything. Nothing that there's nothing. You get the, all the premium Discord channels, you get everything. Some people are like, oh, the NFL's done. They're not going to play DFS in some other sports. Well, you could still you could still use roto grinders and uh, be competitive and make some money betting on the props and on the pick em stuff. Michael Townsend says, Le- North Carolina legalized sportsbooks today, but I still can't place bets. Do you know there's a lag between when a state legalizes betting and when you're actually allowed to place bets? Well, yeah, they need to set up an infrastructure, I'm assuming. I mean, Kentucky legalized the legislator pat legislature passed sports betting in like March. But operators didn't start operating until September. So I don't it's not like a switch where they just, oh okay, now if you're in North Carolina, you could bet on no, they just because they passed it, they have to actually write the regulations. They have to put in that that people have to that the, they have to apply for licenses, right? They have to get approved by the regulatory body. It's all bureaucratic bullshit. They gotta do all that. So I'm assuming that's what they have to do. That the that the that the legislature, that the governor signed off on it, that North Carolina, we're good to go. You'll get it probably a couple of months that you'll actually be able to place a bet. I'm assuming I'm assuming that's what you're talking about. Government doesn't work fast. It does like, oh, you just, oh, it's legal. No. Okay. So apparently, someone check on James in in Clarksville. I don't know where he went. He tweeted out the show. I sent him a link. Michael Townsend says the legislation passed last July. I don't know. Call someone in North Carolina. How the hell am I supposed to know? I have no idea. So someone check on James. I don't know where he went. Maybe he'll be back next week. Maybe he's dead. Who knows? Maybe he's Maybelline. Who knows? But hit that like button anyway. Hit the like button. Hit the notification bell to always know when we go live tomorrow. I'll uh, the Tim's on. Tim's on tomorrow, I believe. We'll talk NHL, right? Well, we'll have NBA. We'll talk about the NFL playoffs probably on Fridays, right? Kind of like in between now and like MLB. The, it's going to be a smorgasbord going be a buffet of topics. Probably Tuesdays will be focused more on NHL. Wednesdays focused more on NBA. NH- uh, and Thursdays kind of a little bit of both. Fridays could be anything. Fridays, maybe some MMA, maybe some soccer. NBA as well, maybe some NHL. It'll be a mix of a lot of stuff, right? Depending on what's going on. Right. We got NFL playoffs. We'll still we can still talk about the NFL playoff slates. Stuff like that. Then February comes around. Well, you know, we'll definitely talk about like Super Bowl showdown, strategies for that. Maybe we could have multiple shows on that. Who knows? Who knows? Send in your feedback. Always join, join, uh, join our Discord. Rotogrinders.com slash Discord. Meet me in the Blender's Game Theory channel. That is the best place, single place that is, if you want to talk to me. Right? Not my DMs, not even email. Right? If you if you Sign up as a premium combo, whatever member. Here at Roto-Grinders, you get access to my Blenders Game Theory channel. And any anytime anyone posts in there, I'm there. So if you want to... I mean, I've had conversations for hours in there with people. So more more, more than blind just come join. But anything that I could teach you is typically going to be in the theory of daily fantasy sports. So if you have not bought this, if you have not listened to this, if you have not used these tools... I mean, save a lot of time. Everything that I know about DFS is in is in both these courses. so once you, once you've listened to what it's 21, 22 hours of me talking and explored the excel tools, you you will you will know everything that I know about DFS. the one-stop shop. instead of going back, you could watch this show. This show has been on for three years, maybe, almost every weekday, plus I've done ton of tons of other shows. Feel free to go and listen to like and watch like thousands of hours worth of content to get all the information. Because it's not like stuff I have never talked about. But if you all want it in one place, if you're if the best way for you to learn is by structure. That's what these courses are built for: for structure. Learn the game theory of DFS. Learn the applications of those concepts created systematic, repeatable, and time efficient process. So go to theoryofdfs.com and pick that up. We got Grinders Live. we got stuff. We got stuff going on tonight, right? We got some NBA. Grinders Live, Crunch Time. Tomorrow's kind of a light day, but we'll we will talk about NHL. Right? NHL is typically a Tuesday and Thursday thing. So Tim will be on. Get, get in those NHL streets. I, I just started playing NHL this season. I like it and it's, it's not complicated. It's like, Oh, well, I don't know anything about hockey. You, you, you don't, you don't need to know anything about hockey. Trust me. You don't, you don't really don't need to know anything about any of these sports. Cause we give you, we give you all the projections, all the ownership, all that well, we give you everything for you to succeed. You just have to do the work and put it all together, right? Just put it all together and you'll be fine. So join us tomorrow. And every other, and every other day, cause I'm here, I'm here for you guys. Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern talking about all things you're thinking about in daily fantasy, props and pick on Roto-Grinders today. <laughs>